Hey, this is Dave Pryor. We're here in the Leading Agile booth at Agile 2019. My friend Richard Chang has stopped by. Richard, thank you for arriving. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Richard just gave a talk this morning, Agile and Scrum and Government Agencies, right? Yep. So the talk focused on kind of explaining this stuff to people that work from the government side because we're in D.C., so that makes a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things, the key points you were trying to help the people in the room understand about? Yeah, so this was a 75-minute session that was a Agile and Government Boot Camp. So part of it, a lot of the folks in the room are a bit newer to these concepts. Okay. So we really talked about some of the base concepts around the Agile uh, uh, principles, values, and mindset. Okay. And about the Scrum framework. And I, I really uh, kind of used the government context and having a lot of discussions, especially around those Agile manifesto points that oftentimes are a struggle for government agencies to do when they're so focused on on kind of the process tools and the contracts and the documents and the plan. And they have the long traditional history of managing work in a more waterfall. Yeah, approach. that's the thing. You have all, you know, the, the government, something that, like you said, has had decades, actually centuries, perfecting uh, that system. Yeah, and so yeah. It, it can be a change from the culture standpoint, okay. from the architecture standpoint, from their understanding of how things should work standpoint. Okay. It can be a challenge. Okay. Yeah. So what is the what is the hardest part? So a part of it is just getting the getting folks educated on the same page what the concepts are. But there's a, a bunch of things in place that kind of do make it a challenge. One of them is going to be the uh, acquisition and procurement uh, pieces, okay. right, the contracts. So we talked a bit about that. So some things we talked about is um, shifting our contracts away from bigger, longer-term contracts into smaller contracts that are more renewable. Okay. One of the things we talked about, especially in the IT world, is moving away from statements of work to statements of objectives, right? So SOWs to SOOs. How does that work? So what happens here, statement of work basically says, the government says, here's here's my request for proposal, and I need you to do A, B, and C in this way. That's a statement of work, right? A statement of objectives would be, hey, from uh, our standpoint in the proposal, here's what we're trying to achieve, here are the core outcomes we want, and here are some of the key milestones and uh, key results that we're looking to target as we achieve our outcomes, right? So are you suggesting that the government agencies that are putting a uh, request for proposal out, yeah. they should frame them up that way instead of the traditional way? For IT digital solutions, yes. Because okay. what I want to do is uh, don't tell the vendors how to solve a problem. What okay. you want to tell them is uh, give a good like framing and understand what the problem set is and what the goal should be. And then what you want to do is let the various companies uh, create proposals that allow them to kind of highlight, here's how I would solve this problem. Because okay. when they do that, what you're looking at is you're looking for really good solutions from people that have developed these kind of solutions before. Okay. Right? But that, I would imagine that most of those companies are going to be more accustomed to traditional statements of work. Uh, you're talking about the people bidding on it or the people, the people bidding on it? Oh, so if they are, then they're going to struggle with that. However, companies that are accustomed to uh, focusing their delivery around results, yeah, I think are really going to do a good job with that. Okay. But in the same way that the government's got these processes in place yeah. to, to minimize risk through yep. control, mm-hmm. the organizations serving them are probably also worried about their own risk and getting tied into some vague, undefined government contract. Yeah, so what I would recommend is that we do the contracts. Uh, so what I, the model I like a lot is having something like a, an IDIQ or BPA. Okay. Both of those are examples of master uh, contract agreements. And so having that in place to kind of have the overall, that'd be almost like a product vision type uh, okay. contract, right? Underneath which we would issue a regular task orders against the master contract, right? Okay. That has big advantages for a couple of different reasons. One reason is, as a government, it's actually kind of uh, hard for me to kill a contract. 
Uh, and when I kill a contract, oftentimes you might see some uh, lawsuits involved, right? Okay. But it's actually pretty, it's a lot easier for me to stop issuing task orders, right? Or issue okay. task orders to different vendors. So I create a contract with multiple awards, right? So I kind of uh, a set of uh, select vendors. Okay. And then when I'm doing my task orders, if I'm not happy with one of the vendors, I can say, all right, well, I'm going to stop issuing task orders for okay. now or forever, whatever it is, and maybe issue them in different ways to different folks. Okay. That way... It allows me to kind of have a vehicle in place, but that, that task order probably better, better mirrors kind of our scrum concepts around the sprints and around kind of regular release cycles. So would they, and, I, and I'm asking this because I am not familiar with this part of sure. this. Um, would they then be issuing like a task order every sprint? Well, I mean, so short answer is I think I've heard that before. But it sounds like a lot of paperwork. That's the thing. So when you do the task orders, we right. want to make it so that it's more easily renewable, where it's not okay. a big like uh, effort each time from either the government or the vendor. Now, okay. am I going to do it every two weeks? That would be kind of cool to have that ability. But even if I do it every few months, it's better than having a multi-year contract, right? So okay. maybe I issue a new one like- Once a quarter or something like that. Yeah, or once a month, once every other month. What okay. I want to do is I want to find a, a small time frame as- can really re- re- responsibly work. Okay. Yeah, now, for this to work, the people upstairs who are approving these contracts, yeah. they're going to have to shift their mindset too. To, uh, yes. Okay. However, remember the contract's already set, right? We're talking about right. the task orders, so it's not as much, uh, it's Review. not as complicated, right? Okay. There's certainly a layer of complication to it, but it's a bit easier. Okay. But if I am, if I am that person in government yeah. who's been around a long time yeah. is used to the traditional model like, yeah. what kind of coaching or advice could you offer somebody who's got to work with them to help them understand how and why the contracts need to yeah. change well on the plus side um we're uh, one of so I do a lot of training, right? And what yep. we're seeing in my uh, product owner course is a lot of government folks are coming in okay. to help understand product ownership better. But that doesn't actually answer your first question about how do I get better aligned with the contracting professionals. Right. And so what's great there is there's an agency in the government called USDS, US okay. Digital Services, and they're actually putting together a program to kind of train procurement officers to better oh, understand wow. how to work in um, in government. Okay. Uh, from an agile standpoint and procurement contracts. Okay. So they hopefully will get something in place that really provides a, a good training uh, and as well as on-the-job coaching, mentoring okay. for the contract professionals to help align this. So this stuff can work in a government agency? Well, certainly there's some thoughts about how it could. Okay. And to align our agencies with the, those ideas is, some, is a lot what we're seeing today, right? That's okay. At this conference alone, there is multiple sessions on agile and government. Yeah. And so we're really talking about um, where we've seen this work well. There's okay. case studies and examples of how different agencies and programs have made it work. And okay. the great thing is everyone... Uh, uh, is here sharing a lot of these uh, stories and ideas. Okay. So they're going to learn how to collaborate better on creating these things. What's mm-hmm. one other one other big hurdle you see? Yeah, one other big hurdle we see, uh, I think part of it's going to be that concept of uh, product ownership and the product. Okay. In that a lot of times we're focused on the government standpoint on yeah. project management, uh, something I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, managing scope, schedule, and kind of helping the train. That was sarcasm, run. by the way. Um, so what we want to do is really uh, get the government uh, with a lot of programs to get a better understanding of the goals we're trying to achieve. Okay. And then prioritizing uh, what are uh, not the activities, but the capabilities, right? And okay. so, like, for example, if I were to build Microsoft Word from scratch, right. it's understanding that Microsoft Word is a word processing software, right? right? And shifting away from the concept of, all right, so we'll do 
requirements, design, build, test, release. It's shaping it from that level WBS work breakdown structure yep. to more of a feature breakdown structure okay. where first we identify the critical features, open, type, save, edit, print. Okay. Then the next ones, font formatting, spell check, inserting tables, inserting images. Okay. Then the next ones, like revision tracking, for example, right? And what you want to do is backload the end part of it to the less valuable pieces, right? Okay. Your equivalents of like a subscript and superscript, which I want to have, but... Or Clippy. Clippy would be at the end, right? Double strike through, yeah. wingdings, mail merge. It's not these things aren't important, but if they're missing, they're not as critical. Right. Right. And so if we have the, uh, our government agencies have a better, do a better job of um, uh, product management, uh, understanding kind of like, look, if you can't have it all by this date, right. what I want to do is I want to prioritize it so I have the most important parts by this date okay. and then see if we have enough. How are they with the feedback loop? Does that, because I've only done, I think, one government project yeah. or work with one government team and their feedback loop was like 17 months so one thing that agile is going to definitely bring is a tighter feedback loop and so okay. the programs we're working with we're seeing that they're doing a lot of cool things in uh i mean from a scrum standpoint it's a sprint review right but yeah. that's kind of like a very limited uh view of it yeah so we want to create a whole customer engagement strategy right right stuff like things that are automated analytics a b testing multivariable testing okay stuff like surveys focus groups uh stuff like having um uh, uh, feedback capabilities built into our websites, built into our apps, having uh, like help desk and customer service and some of our public facing pieces that bring in the data. Okay. So uh, we see a lot of agencies really starting to understand that more and more. Okay. In fact, I almost uh, got in trouble once working with a government agency because we had this uh, survey made. Right. And I was about to email blast that to uh, a lot of people. And okay. I was about to hit send and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to send out the survey. I said, stop, you can't do that. I'm like, what do you mean? So I learned that there's like a law in the government called right. the PRA, Paper Reduction Act. So okay. in the government, I just can't email blast a thousand people with surveys. There's laws against that. Right? Okay. I have to do them in smaller chunks. And thankfully, someone told me that Why? before I hit. It's just uh, not to in- uh, inundate our okay. uh, uh, constituents with okay. um, junk, basically. Okay, cool. And so you can only do it in uh, limited groups. And uh, But I wasn't aware of that, so I'm glad someone pulled me aside and yeah. told me before... I hit the button. Limited, a career-limiting move. Yeah, yeah, I heard jail's not that bad. <laughs> All right. So if people want to get in touch with you with follow-up questions yeah. or other questions about making agile work in government, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, email's good. Okay. Uh, Richard.Chang, C-H-E-N-G, at E-X-C-E-L-L-A.com. Cool. Right? Or you can reach me on uh, LinkedIn, okay. Richard Chang, C-H-E-N-G, Twitter, at Richard K. C-H-E-N-G. Cool. Dude, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. I'm glad your session went well. Thank you. 